Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Bay NRL, your localised Hawks Bay podcast for all things NRL. And I had a little bit of a think this week. I'm not going to go into round three that's been and gone. Missed probably the chance to do it. I'm going to analyse round four, or more so just do a quick review. And we'll move on to, after that, our three questions. We'll have some news as well. Super coach and the multi, and then we'll have a wrap up with what some sort of maybe things might be happening in this round to come. So kick into it with the round and review. The Penrith Panthers dominated the North Queensland Cowboys 33 points to 14 at 1300 Smile Stadium up in Townsville. Tries for the Panthers to Kikau, Maloney, Blake and Leota. Maloney four conversions and four penalty goals and a field goal. For the Cowboys, Felt, Winterstein and Felt again. Jonathan Thurston with a solitary conversion. Now what an amazing performance that was from James Maloney in the absence of Nathan Cleary. Over at ANZ Stadium, it was the South Sydney Rabbitohs with a late win against the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Two tries to Josh Morris for the Bulldogs, a conversion from Kieran Foran, and three penalty goals to Foran. was not enough to stop uh, tries from Greg Inglis, Burns, Hunt and Murray for the Rabbitohs, and Dewehi two conversions. The Rabbitohs will be looking to carry their momentum onto this week's game when they come up against competition leaders, the St George Illawarra Dragons. The match described as a penalty-thon, or penalty-a-thon, Cronulla Sharks were 14-4 victors over the Melbourne Storm in a match where they saw 33 penalties and Cameron Smith sent to the Simbin. The solitary try went to Edric Lee, Chad Townsend a conversion and four penalty goals, and for the Storm, Stimson, two penalty goals. Now quite a lot of controversy surrounding that game, but I think it's quite simple. If you follow the rules, you won't get penalised. Then probably the most phenomenal performance of the round, a 30-6 win for the Warriors, four in a row, they took down the Sydney Roosters without Sean Johnson. That was at Allianz Stadium on Saturday afternoon evening. And quite a phenomenal performance from the likes of Mason Leno and Tohu Harris, an absolute leader of this Warriors pack. Tries in that game for Leno, Pulu, Kata and Fusitua. Mason Leno for conversions and a penalty goal. And for the Roosters, Latrell Mitchell, the only scorer for them, with a try and a penalty goal. The Manly Sea Eagles were victors over the Canberra Raiders, 32 points to 16 at Lotto Land Stadium. As for the Sea Eagles to Jake Trebojevic, Tom Trebojevic, Cherry Evans and Wright too. Cherry Evans with three conversions and three penalty goals. For the Raiders, Soiola, Croker and White in the tries with two conversions to Jared Croker. And the front runners, the St George Illawarra Dragons, made easy work of the Newcastle Knights up at Wynn Stadium. A 30 points to 12 victory. With tries for the Dragons to Sims, McDonald, Atkin, Armel and McDonald again. Gareth Widdop for conversions and a penalty goal. And for the Newcastle Knights, Mogga, Hyington and for and the conversion, sorry, Caelan Ponga with both. 
So 30 to 12 that scoreline, and that was what keeps St. George Illawarra at the top of the NRL ladder on points difference. Next game, it was the struggling Brisbane Broncos who went down to the Gold Coast Titans, 26 points to 14 at their home of Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Tries for the Titans to Sammy, got a hat-trick, Copley and Don, Michael Gordon, three conversions, and for the Brisbane Broncos, McCulloch, Mikarima, the tries, Asako, two conversions, and a solitary penalty goal. The Broncos have had a slow start to the season and they'll look to get some momentum quickly if they have any confidence and possibility of making the top eight. And the final game of the round, which ended up being closer than it probably reflected in the normal game's play, was the West Tigers, a 30 points to 20 win over the Parramatta Eels at ANZ Stadium. And the Parramatta Eels' points, most of them came within that last 20 minutes before full time. So a very impressive performance from the Tigers, but they were able to score enough that they were able to keep themselves from any real panic in that final 20 minutes and as I've said teams are going to need to be able to play the full 80 minutes if they're going to win that premiership so far only a couple of teams have shown they can do that and that is the Warriors and the Dragons those two are just absolutely leaving everyone else for dead at the moment they are the pace setters in this competition Right, that's the round in review. Oh, sorry, no, actually not quite finished yet. I need to go through the scorers from the West Tigers versus the Parramatta Eels match. Tries for the Tigers went to Rochelle, Nagama, Corey Thompson got two, and Eisenhuth. Tui Lola here with four conversions and a penalty goal. And for the Parramatta Eels, Smith, George Jennings, Hoffman, and Alva'a Mitchell Moses with two conversions. Right, that rounds up the round in review. Next up... It's the news. Dragons winger Jason Nightingale will play his 250th NRL game when they face South Sydney on Friday night. The man they call Gypsy has been honoured for his achievement with his, sign- with his signature embroidered onto his treasured number 5 jersey that has seen him through a tremendous career. Nightingale says, To be able to play 250 top grade games for this great club is something I never thought I'd be able to achieve and something I feel very grateful to have been able to achieve. His affiliation with the club is something that has helped him in good stead and has been a big part of the player he is today. That game against the Rabbitohs will kick off at 10 to 10 New Zealand time p.m. The Warriors' great success in the early rounds of the competition has seen their merchandising department absolutely fly. The Warriors online merchandise store has enjoyed a 30% increase in jersey sales compared to March last year and if the trend continues it could be the busiest in the merchandise sales in the club's history. The club has now got 14,342 registered members, up more than 75% since January with an additional 1,000 signing on following the round one win versus the Rabbitohs. Ticket sales have also spiked, leading into three straight home games. And respective state captains Cameron Smith for Queensland and Boyd Corner for New South Wales have started their promotional activity for State of Origin, which kicks off at the MCG this June. 2015 was the last State of Origin match played at the MCG with a record 91,500 people turned out to watch that spectacle. I was lucky enough to say on a side note, I was witnessing that game live at the stadium. It was an absolute phenomenal performance from New South Wales. Anyway, Cameron Smith says he's been fortunate to play at some brilliant grounds, Wembley, Old Trafford, some other wonderful venues in history, but it doesn't get any better than the MCG. 
first State of Origin match will kick off on the 6th of June. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll have three questions. Welcome back to Bay NRL and we move on to the three questions. And the first question I have is, are the number of penalties ruining the games this season? We saw 33 penalties in the Sharks versus the Storm game. And to me, I don't think it's the penalties that are ruining the game. Players are pushing the boundaries. I think what's happened is that the referees have finally decided, right, enough is enough. Well, not the referees, but the NRL have decided enough is enough. They want to make sure that the teams are getting back the 10 metres there not disrupting the play of the ball, and they're giving the referees the confidence to make those calls. And you saw that with Cameron Smith's sinbin. He gave the referee a mouthful, got marched 10 metres, gave him another mouthful, he got set for 10. Now some people say, well, he's the captain, he's allowed to say, well, no, that's not true. Captain means you can ask the referee a question. It doesn't mean you can just run your mouth however you please. Otherwise, basically says, oh, the captain's invincible which should never be the case. The referee must be respected, and if the, with the way the NRL are, I suppose, the standard they've set in their penalties and the referees are not taking a backward step, I think will be greater for the game overall and it will give all the players a new respect for the officials. It's basically saying, we're not going to let you do what we have let you do because we're worried about taking away from the spectacle. If you want to play the game, you will play by the rules. And I think that's perfectly fair. The next question is, how far can Ivan Cleary take the West Tigers this season? They have been an absolute dark horse along with the Warriors because they haven't exactly put together complete performance, but they're finding ways to win games. The likes of Isan Masters, Lola here, and Brooks have been absolutely, I don't know what the word is, that they've just been phenomenal. I suppose. I feel like there's a better word, but but I'll go with phenomenal for now. It's a quite, yeah, phenomenal. How they've been able to put together such complete performances, it might be of a sort of situation, they haven't got a big, they've got, haven't got a team of big stars, but a close-knit team unit is exactly what you need. That is why they are performing better than the Melbourne Storm at the moment. They've only lost one game this season. They have, they're sitting in fourth, the Storm are in sixth. So, I mean, you, you look at that history, the Storm have been the, one of the dominant teams all year. Now, here's our top four, the Dragons, the Warriors, the Panthers, and the Tigers. Who would have picked that at the start of the season? I'm, I certainly didn't. I'm always optimistic. I hope the Warriors will do well. Dragons, yeah, I could sort of see them being up there, but the Panthers and the Tigers, quite outstanding. And... It only encourages that the amount of evenness in the competition now. You look down, the Cowboys, they're struggling. And then, I mean, the Knights haven't performed poorly, and like it's only four rounds into it, so I'm not taking too much in terms of table position. But, I mean, you look at the teams that have only lost one game so far, and then the likes of the Dragons and the Warriors. We look at the Tigers, I'm predicting they will be there at semi final time. Top four teams, the West Tigers will be there. I'm not sure whether they'll make it any further than that, but they will be there and they will push whoever they play. They'll push them right, I feel, to the full 80 minutes because that is what Ivan Cleary 
that is the only thing they really, really desperately need to work on, is putting together that full 80-minute performance. If they can do that, geez, they could even go further than the semi-finals. And the final question is, the Warriors, they were without Sean Johnson, so does he have the same importance that he once had? With the likes of Blake Grant, and in terms of that is, if Sean Johnson loses a bit of form, do they drop him? Do they bring in someone like Mason Lena, who really stepped up to the plate? They've got Blake Green there. They've got a good system in place. If he loses some form, do they think about dropping him? Now, personally, I wouldn't. I think the X factor that Sean Johnson brings, that confidence, and just the way that he can turn a game in a matter of seconds, is too valuable to leave out. Even if he is out of form, you can see the way he can just strike fear I suppose into the opponent's eyes if he can make a break if he can do something special immediately their minds will switch and think shit Sean Johnson's hit some form we've got to watch him and that automatically has the inside defence focusing on Sean Johnson and that frees up the likes of Green Fussy Tuivasa Sheik and Mal Milo okay so there's the three questions for this podcast if you have an opinion or you'd like to have a question that you'd like me to discuss in the next podcast, send it in, josh at baynrl.com or post it on the Facebook page and we'll get some engagement going. Moving on now, it's competition time. Competition time now and last week's question was, what is the nickname for Phil Gould? Man, if you didn't get this one, I'd have to worry about whether you are actually a league fan. It's Gus. Gus Gould. No, 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 if you got it wrong. Anyway, still no one emailed competitions at baynrl.com, so we've got no prize to give away. Again, a $20 New World gift card is the prize. Buy you some bag of chips, some drink or something, to get ready before a great round of rugby league. This week's question, which Warriors legend is returning to play in round five. Which Warriors legend is returning to play for the Warriors in round five? Email in your answer at competitions at baynrl.com and you could win that $20 New World gift card. The question once again is, which Warriors legend is returning to play for the Warriors in round five? Think you know the answer? Send it in. Moving on now, it's time for the multi. Okay, I've got a really, really good feeling about my multi this week. (laughs) I've done so poorly so far. I mean, there's some games that I probably didn't think I would have gotten right that I have. But then there's also some others where I just think, oh, what have I done? I don't know what I'm doing half the time and I'm trying to figure out How do I get these right? Anyway, this week's $5 multi is the Bulldogs. To win, Sharks, St. George of the Warrior, Storm, Warriors, Knights, Sea Eagles, and Panthers. If all of those eight come to result, then I could win $375.30. And all you have to do to win a $100 share of that is like, comment, Share on the Facebook page, get some engagement going, get the page out there. That's all I'm asking for. 
and you could win $100 of this multi if all my picks come true. I'm actually more confident about this one than I have been on others. So, pray for me. Come on, give me, give me your energy, give me your aura. I want to win this. Helps me out a little bit too. But $100, that's some amazing snacks, food, almost like a league, I don't know what you'd call it, league man cave weekend celebration. Let's just call it that. All woman cave, not judging. Anyway, those are my selections. Let me know what you think. Obviously, if that all comes to true, we're all going to be rolling in it. Okay, that's it for the multi this week. We move on to Supercoach. Now, Supercoach. Um, yeah, I'm in the top 69%. I'm ranked 87,821 out of 127,638. So I'm not doing the best, but I always have confidence in my team. I like the way some players are going. There's been a few that have let me down, mainly in my outside backs, the likes of Leilua and Hoffman. Munster let me down last weekend, which was very, very frustrating. Hopefully these guys will come good, and I've just started slowly. Sean Johnson is back this week, which will give me a massive boost. Question is one player I may need to change out is Lachlan Croker, but then who? He's not a high-value player. I need someone in that 5-8th position and as a reserve as well, because Sean Johnson, obviously with him not playing, I didn't have to select him, but I've got Johnson and Cooper Cronk. Tamari Martin hasn't done a lot, so yeah, I'm just trying to decide who do I swap out my halves, or do I just leave it as it is, and see how we go. Anyway, give me your thoughts. My team is pretty much the same as the week before, apart from that a Sean Johnson I'm trading in, Lachlan Croker, I am trading out, and Sean Johnson becomes my captain, which means Tohu Harris moves back to being my vice-captain. He actually did a very good job for me as captain. He got 62 points without, so 124 points with captaincy. And my vice-captain was Cooper Cronk, and he scored 16 points, so I'm very, very happy with that choice. Anyway, if you're doing NRL Supercoach, flick me an email, message on the Facebook page, we'll link up, create a league. And we'll go head to head. And maybe even we can work out a prize for the Bay NRL Supercoach League, the winner. <coughs> and maybe for second to last. It's too easy to come last sometimes, so we might give a prize to second to last. Anyway, that's it for Supercoach. We move into our picks for the round and more analysis. All right. So now we move on to our picks for the round. And I'm picking Canterbury Bulldogs, which we already know, over to Canberra Raiders. Now, the Raiders have been a little bit of a disappointment this season. Not that the Bulldogs haven't been, but I feel they got some momentum last week, even though it was a close loss. Uh, the week before, they had a victory. So I feel the Bulldogs, they will come good. Cronulla versus Sydney. I've picked the Sharks. The Roosters looked way out of sorts against the Warriors. And the Sharks are very, very... Hard grit and almost frustrating win against Melbourne. That could have been due to the penalties. But 
I think that the Sharks have the momentum coming into the game and they will victor. <coughs> so, pardon me. St. George of the Royal Dragons versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. I'm just going to make this simple. St. George are absolutely flying. South Sydney are sinking. I'm going St. George. Hopefully I'm not made a fall of. West versus Melbourne and this one is going to be a cracker of a game. I'm actually going with Melbourne. They've beaten them once. West have beaten Melbourne once. Melbourne and Cameron Smith, they will not want Tigers to beat them twice in the space of the first five rounds of the competition. No way. So I'm picking Melbourne. The Warriors versus North Queensland Cowboys. Now this was actually the hardest one to pick because the Cowboys, we know how how great they are as a unit when they click. The Warriors, they're at home, I believe. Yes, the Warriors are at home. They are favourites, according to the TAB, and that is a big reason to why I picked them, but they are only slight favourites. The Knights versus the Broncos, and the Broncos look way out of sorts. The Knights are definitely improving on last season. They're pretty close to even odds. I think they might have actually been even odds. But I am picking the Knights to win this one. I feel that they have some confidence heading into this game and the Broncos will be looking desperate because of a win which could create some unstructured and sloppy play which will frustrate the coaching. Next game is Gold Coast versus Manly. And the Gold Coast were quite upset winners over the Brisbane Broncos. No, was it Brisbane Broncos? Yeah, it was actually, yes, Brisbane Broncos. But I'm picking Manly Sea Eagles. Daily Cherry Evans seems to be in an absolute Midas touch at the moment. And he'll drive Manly home against the Gold Coast. And the Parramatta Eels versus Penrith Panthers. The Parramatta Eels cellar dwellers at the moment. And Penrith, after a great win against the Cowboys, James Maloney hitting some form. He will look to carry that on into this game. I am picking the Panthers. So those are my selections for this week. And that wraps up our... Bay NRL podcast for round five. If you have any questions, feel free to email me, josh at baynrl.com, post something on the Facebook page, any sort of interesting stat you may have. We're always looking to have more people involved and to get the page out there, get some publicity going for it. Until next time, ciao for now.